between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. to pray and to raise Christ in our heart and incense and, and to make supplication to you concerning that which you desire in your mercy, Lord, to, to bring to us in this season. We're just in obedience as you've asked that we pray. We are prayed and we are, we are beginning to pray our Father. We thank you because you hear us we know you have heard us. We are asking, come and stir our hearts aright. Come and stir us rightly and help us to find the right posture, Lord, in the spirit from where we need to offer our prayers to you concerning that which you desire. Lord, we thank you tonight. We believe that you have heard our prayers today and that you will continue to hear us as our hearts raise this prayer to you. Thank you, Father, for mercy to pray, to fetch utterance, to fetch even points of prayer. We ask that it will rise up as incense, even into your presence, Lord, and heaven will resound bountifully and bring forth the blessings, Lord, which you have designed to come to us. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we Ask tonight, come and help us again to make for furtherance, God. Furtherance, furtherance, to go forward into your thought, to move further even into your thought, your very thought for this hour. Come and help us today, Lord, we pray. Come and let heaven speak to our heart. Expand us and open us up and take us further in this journey of understanding. Thank you, Jesus. I help my heart and help my vessel and help my mind and help my thought and help my feeling and help help me fully, Father. Lord, to fetch, fetch, Lord, your holy thought exactly as you desired tonight. Thank you. In a short time, turn this place, Lord, into a great, great, great banquet of blessing bless our souls. Thank you our Father. We give glory and honor to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Good evening to, to you. Good, good evening to everybody. Please you can just um, say hello to someone. Say I'm happy to see you. Just tell them, thank you for coming to pray with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Praise God. Amen. I just want to thank everyone. Thank you for coming to pray um, tonight. I know you are not just praying for yourself. You are also praying for others. And um, there's great blessing. You won't miss out of the blessing for this time in Jesus' name. Uh, the Lord will continue to strengthen you and, and, and give you grace. Praise God. 
Um, greetings from my, my wife. Um, amen. <laughs> she, she, she would love to be here, but she needs to gather her strength, you know. So uh, God is helping her <laughs> to replenish her, her strength. I know she will, by God's grace, she will, she will join us you know, when she's ready. Praise God. Uh, thank you, Father. Glory to God. Um, let's open our Bibles um, quickly, just a few minutes, um, not, not too long. Thank you, Father. Uh, let's appreciate uh, Brother Wesley and um, Brother Tolu for, <laughs> for helping us to pray. Amen. Uh, thank God for helping you. You, you will continue to even grow stronger as we, as we go on. Praise the Lord. Um, thank God for Sister Sheung and, uh, and the worship team. The, the grace is increasing, the oil is increasing. And what about the Uncle Benji? And <laughs> I think we have never appreciated him before. He's always laboring on the keyboard. Um, for the Bamiche, and it's not here, but um, we, love, we love you all. Thank you for serving the Lord and for yielding your heart to, for grace to come upon you. Praise God. It's like the Lord is doing a quick walk in you. He's, short, he's cutting it short in righteousness. Praise God. When I met all of you, none of you knew anything about music at all, but in a short time, the Lord has helped you guys, and, and it's just grace, right? It's the grace of God, and you're getting better. You're not just going to be musicians, you're going to be ministers, Amen. and the Lord, will, the Lord will continue to raise you and deepen you as well. So it does that. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. How many of you are happy you're here today? Are you glad that you're not at home, you're not on your couch or something, or you're not cooking, or, or praise God? Amen. I'm glad that you are here to pray with me, uh, that I'm not here alone. Thank you for coming. Praise God. Um, this uh, Genesis, my, my heart, I think we, we almost, we came, we spoke about this place a little bit um, yesterday. Uh, my heart is just still um, around the, that place of the beginning, praise God, um, from the point of Genesis where we begin to see the um, the beginning steps of God, praise God. The fan is a bit high. Amen. It's, it's high. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to turn it off fully. Just you know, praise God. So um, where we we saw the the beginning operations of God, right in in Genesis, and we're seeing that um, immediately that God brought forth creation in Genesis that he stepped into a posture of lordship, right? And we saw right from Genesis chapter 2, we began to speak about the Lord God, right? And, and we began to see that that lordship is talking about uh, um, an expression of his shepherd nature, right? the shepherd nature of God, praise the Lord. And uh, we also began to see that God is not just a shepherd, he's is a shepherd with a, with a particular class. He's in a class of his own. They call him um, in the book of Hebrews uh, chapter. Let's quickly read Hebrews before, before Genesis. Thank you, Jesus. 
um, Hebrews chapter 13. Praise God. Um, here in verse 20, we're saying, Hebrews 13 verse 20 says, that now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the word, the blood of the everlasting covenant, verse 21, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be what? Glory forever and one and ever. Amen. And when you read this place, you can, you can say, okay, that that great shepherd is Jesus. You can read it that way. It's still incorrect in English. Someone can write it that way. Because he said that God of peace that brought again from the, the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd. So you could say that that great shepherd is speaking about Jesus. I would agree with you. Praise God. Um, but even if it's speaking about Jesus, it's not just speaking about him as the Christ. Right? The, when you attach greatness to him, and we saw a little bit about that greatness uh, thought in convention, right? When you were speaking to about him as the great prince, you know, that word greatness is a praise God. Um, you know, greatness is uh, it's an attribute you are something you attribute to God. Do you see that? You, you attribute greatness to what? To, to God. It's a property of God. It's, and greatness was also a prophecy upon Jesus when the angel came to his mother and was prophesying concerning him. It was saying that you will give birth to a son, you will call him Jesus. Then he said, he shall be great. Right? And after, because of him being great, they will give unto him the throne of his word, of his father, that throne of his father, the Davidic throne, of course, is not the earthly throne, because he, Jesus never went to that, he never got that throne, that the throne of David is the throne that is named after, it's actually God's own throne, praise the Lord, it is whose throne is God's own throne, so, the one you just say the throne of David is the throne of his shepherd, because David is a is a man who was, and it was kind of an example of the shepherding nature, right, after God's own heart. You know, they called David a man after, he said, I found David my servant, who is a man after my heart, remember that, is a, is a, a man after my own heart. And later on in the book, was it in the Malachi, was, Isaiah, where was he saying, that I will raise unto you shepherds after my heart. Are you seeing that? So, so you can see that that thing about the heart of God, the, the standard that God's heart, God is shepherd, shepherdic. He has a, the heart of what? Of a shepherd. And, and that nature is a part, is manifested, is actually a property of greatness which he has. Amen. So he was... So God is a great shepherd, and then he, Jesus Christ, as he was raised up, he was raised also to fulfill the prophecy, right, about which Gabriel prophesied concerning him, right, that he shall be great, 
and he will also inherit the throne of his father, which is they will come into that throne, which, you know, only shepherds sit on the throne of God. Praise the Lord because of that, that seat. And that was what they were showing with David, right, that Saul can never sit there because Saul doesn't have the, what, the, he doesn't have the nature, the, the shepherding nature which, which David had, which God was able to raise up in David. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. So when you're speaking about this being that great shepherd who was able to bring again from the dead, we're talking about the, the shepherding nature of God. That's what you're speaking concerning. Amen. And so we began to see that in, in Genesis, right, um, that the Lord God came into Genesis and he created. Let's read Genesis chapter 1 very quickly. Praise God. We're going to run very, very fast. Chapter 2, not chapter 1. Verse, verse 7. Glory to Jesus. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Thank you, Jesus. And man became a living soul. Right? And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the Man, who he had what? He had formed. He created a garden eastward in Eden and then put man. So you're seeing the Lord God coming to create a garden in the beginning in Eden. Praise God. Now, this, this garden that, that he created um, is for a purpose. In, you know, the, he created the garden in Eden, right? And we saw that okay, when he made the garden, he put the man which he had formed. Now, there are some things there. God's, the purpose of garden now is for, to bring forth fruit. Do you agree with that? That God, now when they said garden, Eden was not Adam's garden. How do I know that Eden wasn't Adam's garden? If it was Adam's garden, they wouldn't be able to drive him out of it. Are you seeing that? Because God drove Adam out of the garden, but he didn't drive him out of the earth. That would tell you that the earth was Adam's, but the garden wasn't Adam's. Even though he has sinned, God wouldn't drive him out of the earth. He, had, he left him on the earth because the earth, he said, the earth has he given to the children of men. God had given, but God did not give the garden or he didn't give Eden to Adam. Eden is, it doesn't belong to man. Man does not have Eden, praise God. They call Eden the garden of God. Have you read that before in Ezekiel chapter what? 28, right? 
Have you read that? Praise God. Are we together? Yes. Amen. So you see, Eden is not, is not man. Man was not qualified. So it means that Adam dwelling in, in Eden was a privilege which God granted to him for to fulfill something. Right? So that would tell you that Eden was a peculiar kind of place on the earth. It was actually... Eden was a higher terrain on the earth, right? And I was talking yesterday about, about how the Eden was, Eden is in a, sorry, about how the earth is an everlasting creature. I said that, right? That, and we saw that, and it's very clear that the earth is everlasting. The, the Bible speaks about that property of the earth. Praise God. But garden, which... The Garden of Eden, or Eden and the Garden, wasn't just everlasting. It's not just everlasting in nature. It is more than that. It is a garden that, is, that has the capacity to, to take something everlasting and make it eternal. Does that make sense to you? That's the purpose of the garden. The garden of, of God. When you hear what is God's garden, is the place where God goes to pluck fruit to eat. It's where his word produces for God. Do you see that? It's the, it's the garden of God. Right? So thou hast been in Eden, that is Ezekiel chapter 28. Thou hast been in Eden, the what? The garden of God. So the, the garden of God... Um, is a place that can, that can carry everlasting existence, that can, that can carry out some sort of everlasting existence. It, it can support everlasting life, but more than that, it has the potency to produce eternal life. Are you seeing that? That is the, the property of anywhere you hear Eden, God's garden, is actually the place where God can sow things that are everlasting and bring forth things, reap forth what eternal. So this is beautiful. You can see God's plan. Why, when he came and began to shepherd upon the earth, you can see that his plan was to reap something eternal out of the earth, to reap something better than the earth, right? To reap something that is what, that has been raised above the, the, the quality of what, of the kind of life which earth has. Praise God. Amen. And it's very clear to you that then you see the verse before. Let's read, let's read that chapter 2 again from verse 7. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of what? Of life. And man became a living soul. Now that living soul means an everlasting soul. But it was is an everlasting soul of a kind. Praise God. It's, it's, a, it's a living soul or an everlasting soul of a kind um, according to the order of the earth. Does that make sense to you? It's an everlasting soul. Of, so God gave Adam a soul that can match the earth where he's dwelling in, but then created a realm called a garden which has the ability to take that, everlasting, that man 
and make him produce something better out of him. By virtue, how will he do it? By virtue of trees that are present, specific trees that are present in the garden, which what you call that tree of life. It's clear that that tree of life wasn't just, is a tree that can carry the eternal life of God. Am I making some sense to you? Praise God. Is that awesome? So that life which God wanted to reap is the very life that was inside, sorry, that that is that the tree, the garden of God is designed to do what? To, to produce. Now, it's a garden. There's something about, about the garden. The garden is not only just for reaping. A garden is not a farm. Right? It's not a farm. A garden is not a farm. A garden is not the field. Right? It's not a place that is just for, it's not just a purely utilitarian kind of a place. A garden is a place that is, that can function, do the function of a farm, but is, is designed as a house. Do you get it? It's designed as a, it's, it's a place that must be conducive to support living. Do you see that? At, at the same time, it's still able to bring forth fruit. That's why when you get into a garden, you see, the, you see a mixture. You see a mixture of flowers and what? Fruit and vegetables. Right? You don't see flowers in a farm. When you go to a farm, you see all kinds of hard machinery and praise God, there's nothing comely or homely about the farm. It's just pure utility. Bring forth. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's a farm, but God, what garden is, is different. Are you, that's why you see, you must see the different uses and the different properties of the, of the garden for you to fully understand, for example, why would they have put a cherub who in the garden, who God is not necessarily trying to reap eternal life out of a cherub because they are set the way they are. So it's very clear that the garden, apart from producing fruit to God, it also has another use, which is for to, to, to sponsor a certain kind of, a, of life and a certain kind, is a house for a certain kind of existence. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. Praise God. So the garden, the garden of God is, an, is actually an elevated place in the spirit. It's an elevated place in the spirit. The, the, the garden of God is the place where the soul must arrive at to touch the shepherding ministry of God. That God is the place where God shepherds. Right? That's the, the place that God has really designed to, to be what? To, to shepherd the soul. So if Lucifer was in God's garden, right? Let's see that Ezekiel very quickly. Thank you, Father. Amen. I hope I'm not going too fast. Um, 
Praise God. You know, this, this prayer meeting is not preaching meeting. So, so we have to do more of praying and all of that, um, trying to press in, you know, to hear God. But there's also a space for if, you, if we pray, God can permit heaven to bring forth. And also, you, you don't just pray without understanding. Right? If, we, if we shut the Bible and say we are just praying, after some time, we'll be praying, but there will not be... <laughs> There won't be incense in the heart. You know what I mean? That what you pray, you pray righteousness. Righteousness comes by revelation. It's, so prayer, when you're praying, to pray effectively, prayer and revelation must be going side by side. Right? You, you, he reveals, you pray concerning what is revealed, and through because of prayer, clouds will gather, and more revelation will come. It's like a journey. It's like a dance, actually. It's, praise God. It's a dance that you're doing. You're dancing your... You're raising incense. That incense is causing more rain to fall. And you gather the water as more incense. And through that, you find that progress is being made. That's how you break through in the spirit. That's how you, you, you press into, praise God, into the will of God. So the effect of heaven, prayer of a righteous man, that will more. That what righteous man is, is a heart which is full of right things. And we know that right things don't come except they are revealed. Righteousness of God comes by revelation. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we'll be praying and praying, but we'll also give some, not too long, just some time, so that um, heaven can stay our hearts, you know, and drop seed. And so as we are, what we are going to see, let, uh, let your heart carry it as, as seed, you know, as, um, as quest in your heart. Um, and in time of prayer, the you know, revelation, teaching in prayer time is not the same thing as just teaching. Right, in teaching in prayer time can seem a bit different because the main purpose is not purely just for the breaking down and the giving of understanding alone, or to, it's not for mainly for establishment in a thought. That's not mainly the prayer. It's so it's mainly to produce body, first of all. Praise God. To produce body, to produce incense, to produce weight of God's will. So sometimes in prayer, the Lord can even begin to speak ahead of your, your current ex, um, experience. But it's not, so it might feel sometimes like, ah, I can't use this thing now. That's not the point. We are, we are moving into, we are, we, are, we are touching the spirit, they call it the spirit of grace and supplication. Right? The spirit of grace and supplication is the, is the season, is the spirit that, is the spirit of quest. Right? The spirit of quest is, is the spirit that tries to pull that which is to come, yes. to, to pull that which is ahead, that which is beyond your present experience, but which is couched in the mind of God for, for you to, are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, Praise God. So that's the tone of, and that's how I feel in my heart, um, the Lord wants to speak, so I'm just going to flow um, by God's grace. Praise God. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Oh, my God. Are you, are you picking um, any kind of desire? In your heart, I mean, you should be. Because we are, we are speaking concerning the plan of God, like how, how God sees you, you know, how he looks at you and the thought I have towards you. So they are thought of good, they are not of you, to bring you to an expected end. Yeah. So what we are, we're just teaching about the expected end of God. And anything short of this is not, is not God's mind for you. Praise the Lord. This is... This is good news. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 
um, Isaiah, Ezekiel, sorry, Ezekiel chapter, chapter 28, it says, verse 12, it says, Son of man, take up a, a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him that, Thus saith the Lord God, that thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and what? Perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, and then every precious stone was thy word, covering the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, and the sapphire, and the emerald, and the carbuncle and gold, and then the workmanship of thy tablet and of thy pipes was prepared where in thee in the day that thou was what? That thou was created. <clears throat> Verse 14, that thou art the anointed cherub that cover it. I have set thee so. Then thou was upon the holy mountain of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of where? He of the stones of what? Of fire. So yeah, yeah showing you the the they are mapping out the terrain of this entity, this angel who we know is Lucifer, who is now Satan and the devil. Praise God. So if you want to draw a map of his presence um, before he fell, you, you will see that he, has, he had presence in the garden of God. That was the first place that they said he was. That thou, thou hast been in Eden, in the garden of God. Praise God. And then they now, began, they now came down and began to talk about beyond that place where he has been, they now said that you are also doing function. So they spoke about where he was being. When he was speaking about where he has been, they didn't talk about what he was doing. He wasn't doing things. They're just talking about what he was decorated with, how he was decked in that realm. That is, uh, so to, for him to be in that place, he was just talking about the, the garden where, that supported his living. Right? The, the garden that God created for, I'm sure if you saw him in that place, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful entity, creature that God has made, designed with all, man, I say that all, every precious stone was, or thy covering, it was covered because at that time he had a precious nature. Amen. So it's very clear also to you that the garden of God is actually the place where God puts precious things. Yes. Right, so it's a it's a it's a garden of preciousness. Now, the, the precious, praise God, is God. Everything about God is preciousness. That's one of the things that the earth is supposed to produce are things that are precious. Right, it was spoken about the husbandman who waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience for it. Praise God. So the, the earth is supposed to yield preciousness, but that's not all that the earth is meant to yield. First, the earth should yield preciousness. Then for God to then walk on precious things. And things that are precious, God knows how to take things that are precious and make them even more precious. <laughs> right? 
And when something has become more than precious, that, that quality of more than precious is actually the quality of eternal life. It's an eternal state, praise God. That, and only God can do that. Only God can make something that is precious better. He's, he has something better. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So he said, this anointed cherub was there. He has been in the garden of God. Then after some time, they now, sorry, the next verse, they now said that, okay, you are, you are the anointed cherub. They now began to speak concerning his anointing and his function. That you are the anointed cherub that cover it. Praise God. And I have set this soul. And thou was upon the holy mountain. So he was upon the holy mountain of God. And then he also walked up and down in the what? Mist of the, the stone of fire. Now, so this being who, was, who walked up and down the stones of fire, that his walk up and down was a shepherding walk that he was doing up and down the what the stones of fire is actually a what a shepherding a shepherding there is still you know you know they're still leading they were still leading among angels yes they were still leading among angels angels you can't have angels who are not being led that in fact every dimension of heaven, you will find you, when you get there, you will see some operation of lordship in every dimension of heaven. That thing, lordship is a standard in God. That there's no place in God that should be, that should be vacant of, the, of lordship. Praise God. Which is, which is, there's no place in God that is vacant of being fed and being led. Do you see that? They are leading. When you come talk about leading in the angelic, you wonder, okay, why do they need to be led? Do they need to grow? <laughs> they don't need, angels don't need to grow, but they need to be led. You need to see leading as a different way. The moment they stop being led, they start dying. They can die. So I want you to see, uh, see leading, put leading in the same category as feeding. That the same way is for the purpose of is for the purpose of the sustenance of life. Yes. The reason for the shepherd is to keep life going, to make life to abound and to make life to prosper. Wow. And the shepherd cannot do that without those things. He must the moment the sheep stops walking, death will set in. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you think look at that mountain of God called Zion. If you, are, if you open the curriculum of Zion, you will see, you will see parts of leading and feeding. They are designed. If you can look at the cherubim, they can tell you that we have our cause. Praise the Lord. And we are, we are led according to certain you know, things. Praise God. Of course, it's very clear that the program of leading for the seraphims in the second heaven is the program of the pleasure of God. Praise God. Am I making sense to you? Is the what? Is the program of what? Of the pleasure of God. The program of the pleasure of God is the program of the host or the program of the mountain of God and the program of the, of the seraphims in glory. Praise the Lord. 
Now, now this seraphim, so that, that word, we can call it, it's not a title, it's an office. So there's an office called Lord of Hosts in the Bible, right? The office called the Lord of Hosts is the, is the office the given to a being that is equipped and designed and given the mandate to walk among the stones of fire. Praise God. And the walk among them is for the definition of leading. Praise God. Is to do what? To define leading. Is anybody sleepy here? If you are sleepy, this is the time to make war right now. To stop. Are you getting me? Yes. Tune, I want you to tune your inward sense to what I'm saying. Tune it. Don't. There's a, maybe there's a part of your mind that, that likes to hear other things. Shut it down. And then tune into this, what I'm saying. Are you seeing this flow of this thought that I'm, I'm bringing? There's, there's something in this place, praise God, that is, it carries a blessing. Uh, so if you, are, you find yourself sleepy, zoning out, slap your cheek and ask yourself, why are we doing that at this particular time? Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So what are we just talking about? We're just speaking um, concerning that um, we have to understand God. We have to understand God. These are, these are um, things, these are, they are designs that God has put in place. They are standard. The, the reason for heaven is so, so that earth can read it. It's, we are meant to read heaven. And when you, are, when you are reading heaven, things will happen to you. Praise God. You, by reading heaven, you see standard of, you see how God has designed for souls to be properly aligned under him. Praise the Lord. So that, that place of the, what would they call, what the Lord of hosts, uh, now that word Lord of hosts is attributed to Jesus. Praise God. Is attributed to who? Is attributed to to Jesus. But the the the, the person who before Jesus came on the scene, remember that Jesus was not always there. Jesus only came like two thousand years ago. Do you understand what I mean? Jesus only came when? 2000, about 2000, I mean, that man, Jesus, he only came like 2,000 years ago. Before then, all these angels were existing. You get what I'm saying? Before then, angels were existing. Before then, these stones of fire, these seraphims, they were in heaven. They were there. And when you go before, before, before Lucifer fell, praise God, there was somebody who he, they gave the job of being a lord to the hosts of heaven. That's the beings of the second heaven. That's what they are describing here. That, so this description of the, the being, praise God, who have, um, amen, said, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have said this so, and thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down where? In the midst of where? Of the stone of fire. I said that that was perfect word in thy ways. So you see why they would take him and 
tell him, okay, just go to that place and begin to walk there. Why would they tell him, go and begin to walk in that realm? Because he was perfect in what? His way. What is the meaning of way? His ways is the programming of his feet. Right? The, the way that his feet was programmed was perfection. And say so you can take this perfection and go and begin to walk among the stones of fire. And by walking there, you define walk for them. Are you seeing that? That so when it comes to sanctification, when it comes to the realm of the sanctuary, how do how the beings of the sanctuary, how what how is their life defined? Their life is defined by tracing steps. You can't talk about the sanctuary or sanctification without talking about steps. Steps. Say steps. Steps, steps are key. When you come into that holy realm of God, the realm of holiness, which is the realm of sanctification, the same thing, you, when you, you can never speak about Zion or the mountain of God without speaking about steps. That they designed the holy place as a mountain that step must be taken upon. It's no soul can ascend God's mountain without stepping. And you can't step according to your own program do you get what I'm saying? The, the mountain doesn't accept any kind of step. It has, it, there must be a definition of stepping. And how they bring that definition is that they have to bring a being whose ways are perfect. Are you getting what I'm saying? That a, an entity whose word, whose ways, praise God, he said, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that word, Thou was created until when iniquity was found in you. So it's because of perfection. Say perfection. perfection. That's why they will say that out of Zion, the perfection of beauty has God shined, right? That out of there, that, so it means that the school of Zion is for, to perfect beauty. And for, to do that, in order to do that, Beauty must be beheld, like David was saying. That you know, David, out of his, he had a, his shepherdic heart, which he had, is able to discern the program. David was one person who had great insight into Zion. Do you agree with that? He had great what insight. So it's very clear that as he was, I must have been observing the tabernacle, that the spirit must have been upon him to tell him things concerning it. That that realm of the sanctuary is actually, how did David connect mountain and sanctuary? It must have been by help of heaven to make him see that. You see this flat tabernacle? In the spirit, you can, it's actually raised up. And it's actually, actually a mountain that goes upward, even to God. Praise the Lord that you see a lot of psalms of ascension. And all of that. So David was, he could marry those two things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God. So, um, amen. He might not have seen the end of them as a person, but the Lord was able to, to in his, you know, the, the ministry of, the psalm, psaltery ministry is a unique ministry. It's not, it's not song. It's not just song, and it's not just teaching. Right? The a psalm is, is a mixture of melody and 
understanding. Right, that is a, a psalm. A psalm is not a poem. Right, you can just write a poem and you read the poem. Praise God. There is no, it's different. And it's not just a song. Even though they write many of them as songs, but they are not just songs. Praise God. They are actually walking. So the anointing, they called David the sweet psalmist of Israel, which was, because the spirit was upon him. It was very clear that when he played the harp, the Bible says that the, an evil spirit that was on sword, I'm sure they've been trying to take that thing out. It was some kind of thing that was depressing the, <laughs> the king. And just by the playing of David, you get what I'm saying? The, the spirit that is upon him could deal with that, that spirit, you know, by just by his playing, praise God. So, so, but we know David's spirit wasn't just operating with sound. Uh, it was also operating with understanding. So, um, not, uh, not just understanding for his own soul. We're talking about understanding for scripture, for writing. So I'm sure that he will begin, when he begins to sing and sing and sing, he began to knowledge, things he doesn't even know can begin to come to his, to his, to his tongue and to his mind and he will just they begin to flow as lyrics to his song and he can begin to write them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. That was a beautiful thing that, that God did with, with him. Amen. So, and thank God for that because a lot of revelation concerning the, uh, concerning the heavens, Revelation concerning the service of God came through that means. I, God brought a lot of wisdom through him. Amen. Amen. So, so we're saying that the, the sanctuary is, is a place of, praise God, is a place where steps are defined, right? Is a, is a place of shepherding, right? That every soul who comes to be sanctified by God must be a flock that is, that is willing to behold beautiful feet. Praise God. Anybody, any soul that is not willing to, be, to behold beautiful feet can never be cleansed, can never be cleaned. It's not possible. That, so it's not by... The way of cleansing the soul is not how we think it is. There's the method of cleansing the soul. Praise God. That's why you see those who have the, the, the manual of cleansing, who bring the word of cleansing, or what we, the Bible call it the news of cleansing. The, one of the things that, that set them apart is the beauty of their feet. Yeah. said, how beautiful upon Mount Zion, right? Are the feet of them that what bring it what good tidings that publish peace that bring it good tidings of good that then will publish? I think those are two dimensions of beauty. Are you getting what I'm saying? That so is how beautiful are so those beautiful feet upon Zion. They are not just walkers in Zion. They are actually talking about those who have the two gospels. Right, is a stature in the spirit of those who have they've come into beauties. Right, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty God has shined. 
They now spoke about in the beauties of his holiness. Right? That beauty of holiness is, is where, so it's very clear then that, that it is, it, in Zion, that place of sanctification is, the, is, is, a, is a place that can turn, that can, that can magnify the beauty in holiness. That is the, the key of Zion. That is the, and, and, and the, it's not easy to make holiness beautiful. To the ability to make holiness beautiful is the stature of a shepherd. Amen. What is, is the word? Is the stature. And what is the stature? The, it is configured in his feet. Are you seeing that? What is the meaning of that? Say, how beautiful are they upon Zion? Are they that bear the gospel? Why, why feet? Out of everything that can be beautiful, why, why did, they, they, did they amplify and specify the feet? Why is it that having the gospel is equates to feet being beautiful? Why is that? Because the, the way of, of ministering of the gospel, praise God, is by the demonstration of work which is what you call leading. So, do you understand what I'm trying to say? That any person who will arrive at holiness must be led into it. And how will you lead in, be led into it? It's not by, hey, fear God, I need to be holy unless you kill me. That can never make you holy. It can make you try to be holy for one day, but next tomorrow you're back to it. That power of scaring you can never make you holy. David said that one thing have I desired of the Lord. That word Lord means shepherd. Right? That one thing have I desired of the shepherd. And that one thing will I seek. So there are not many things about concerning the shepherd. That there is just mainly one thing. Say one thing. There's, there's one thing about him. It's a special attribute. The main attribute of him. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that thing will I seek. That I might do what? Dwell where? In the house of the Lord. All the what, days of my life, that, so that I might what, behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so say beholding of beauty. Beholding of beauty is key to what? To holiness. So when you're seeing the, the beauty that... Now, there are different kinds of beauty. There is the beauty of the face. That's one dimension of beauty. But we're talking about the beauty of the feet. There are a lot of Christians who are looking for the beauty of the face, but they're not interested in the beauty of the feet. A lot of Christians are looking for God's face, but they're not interested in what? The feet. They don't, why, why feet? Why feet? Why, why? Why? They just want countenance. I just say, it's not face. Face. Cause my face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And then lift my countenance and then give you peace. Are you seeing those face? Both face and countenance is feet. 
<laughs> Feet is a face. <laughs> if you are unclean still, and you try to behold the face of God, when you look at the face, the only thing they will show you are feet. You, will, you, must, you must see feet in the face. You understand what I'm trying to say? Are you getting me? Say feet. So, any, any soul that hasn't learned beauty of feet can never understand the beauty of face. Right? Because, first of all, that feet must offend everything that can be offended in you. That's the first reason for the, for the feet is to bring offense, first of all. And then if you can wage war with your offense and win by grace of God and kill your offense at the feet and then subscribe to the beauty of the feet, praise the Lord, and then you will now find that that feet will begin to define a path to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is, so so you, can, you, can, you can see clearly that the realm of the sanctuary is a realm of, of feet mainly. Right? It's the unveiling of the feet. But the realm of the most holy is the unveiling of the face. Right? It's the, it's the, it's the face of him that sits upon the throne is what ministers at that point. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense to you? Glory to Jesus. So, the, the, say feet. feet. Praise God. So, this feet, this Lucifer before, he said that he was perfect in his ways. So, it's very clear that what defined the ways is his feet, right? Until then, iniquity was found in him. Glory to God. Um, but, you see, where, where this being used to walk in before, there's somebody there who's walking there now. Do you agree with me? This place where he used to walk in before, there is what someone there who now does what, who now he is now the he's now the lord of that realm. He has taken it over. He has he has taken over the the business of the sanctuaries. God was God saying, you know, heaven now is not how heaven used to be before. Praise God. When Jesus Christ arose from the dead and they brought in the first begotten son, God first of all showed him to all the angels. Look at this being. Let all the, all of you first of all worship him. All of you. Let all the angels worship him. Praise God. And, and then I, I can imagine God introducing Jesus to the seraphims. Are you getting what I'm saying? That they introduce him to them. That this is now. You remember when you had a Lord before? Now we are going to change the order. And we are, we are about to bring another being. It's, but this one is a man from the earth. <laughs> now, can you imagine such a thing? A man from the earth being lord over angels. Imagine angels behaving in the feet of a man in heaven. They brought him over up into heaven. And said, this, this being now is now who we call Lord of hosts. Well, so it's very clear that when Isaiah saw the Lord of hosts in Isaiah chapter 6, he wasn't seeing, it was a man that he was seeing. He, he saw angels, but he saw angels worshipping a man. 
Saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Now that Lord of hosts is not that God on the throne. He too has a throne, but he's talking about the man. The man, Christ Jesus. That all those hosts, all those seraphims, praise God. So it's very clear that right now, Jesus actually walks up and down among the stones of fire. When you go there, he's, he's there because he's bearing the message. They call him he's the messenger of the covenant. Praise the Lord, who is the being. So, so it's very clear then that heaven, now, now Jesus went to heaven, thank you Jesus, and then he put angels on a lot. What's the alert? That men are coming here. Men are coming to invade this place, praise God. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and the angels can never argue. Because they know that God will not be partial, that God will not bring corrupt men there. They can trust God in that. And when they saw Jesus, they said, oh, I don't have issue, I can, we can, this feet is beautiful, we can follow this feet. This is a beautiful feet. Praise God. Now, God, Jesus is there in heaven right now, but he's not joyful. Leading angels is not his joy. Who does he want to lead? Man, that is the day that he will be happy is when he looks at his hosts and they are not angels, they are men. That is that day the joy of the shepherd will be fulfilled. When he can, when he's look, he looks behind and he can see. You know that prophecy of Isaiah, of, of Revelation chapter 14, that, that lamb and 144,000 of his saints standing upon the mount. It's a victory stand. They stood in victory because they, they were able to, they are men, all of them, they described them there. That is, are those who are redeemed from the earth. They spoke about them. They were able to, and to look at feet. They began to enjoy feet. And they began to step and step and step and step until he could lead them up to the mountain. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. This is what Jesus is looking for. This, the, this is what heaven is looking for from the earth. They are looking for, for souls that will, can be interested in the beauty of the feet of the Lord. You understand that? Is something must happen to a man to be interested in the feet. That feet, men don't look there. Men, because of ways upon the earth, the, the world is a, is a, is like a, is a planet of all kind of ways. Spirits have defined ways. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some ways are just called the sack. They are not going anywhere. It's just a distraction. Take this way. Divert now. Souls divert constantly because of excitement. Billboards. Come this way. Turn left now. GPS from hell that is talking to souls. You know, GPS are anointed. Before, men used map before. Now, the thing is talking to you. You can't. Directing you. Go this way. That's how spirits direct men. Why? So that the soul can never calm down to look at the feet of Jesus. But that's what they want to heal in us. They want to raise souls who are configured to, to behold the, the beauty of the Lord, to sight his feet, who are, who, are, who are interested in the steps which he is taking, 
who are not drunk with their own ways, men who are not interested in their own, this is my own version, my own Christianity. No, these, are, uh, these things are true. Yeah, you know, these are, I, I have my own way. No, God doesn't want those, such people. He wants people who are interested what, in the beauty of, what, of the feet of the Lord and of the shepherd. Just begin to talk to God just a very short time and just pray, just pray a little bit concerning this and, and just ask, say, I want this I want this configuration let let heaven bring it down let heaven let heaven bring it down this the let's pray and ask for heaven too can they bring down the school of the feet of the lord and begin to empower hearts and empower souls to begin to be interested in the feet of the Lord, in how he walks, in the, the beauty of his ways. They call it the beauties of holiness. Maranosa. Thank you. Begin to pray, begin to pray. Thank you. Oh, Mary Halamasha. Let's keep praying, please. Don't stop. Don't stop. Take your time and pray. Jesus. Begin to pray it and then move into intercession corporately in this season. We want to begin to experience the, the ministry of the feet. Let souls begin to see him, to see the, the beauty in the feet and the ways of Jesus. help for hearts. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. And that will be downloaded. It will be accomplished in this season. In the prayer meeting, in convention. Let's begin to pray that the beauty of holiness will begin to appear. The beauty of holiness. The beauty of sanctification. The beauty of purification. We will begin to descend, hearts will begin to find mercy, find grace to subscribe to that ministry. That souls will begin to die to their own preferences, 
we begin to die to our own way and our own preferences of following that the spirit of the flock will possess our soul. Mori kaparadabasa. Ore kaparadabasa pranto breheta. Remasi branavata rena moske brahalavata. Remasandiendo brahata likres to prohoneta. Fata mana mamahata mantamen dorienta pangoriende vika. Oh, Mahaste Sihanata. Mastem Raita Labrahanoste. Increase and increase and increase and increase and mesata mridaya. La favana fafanadora damato kritiska. Mashi praturadoske. Emprasetari harabasupratarabazuri edabose. Ah, Mahama Hama 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 Hama. Oh, Mahama, Hama, Hama, Hama. Pray everything that heaven needs to do to make the steps of Jesus, the walk of Jesus, the ways of Jesus upon the mountain and in the mountain to begin to appear to hearts, to begin to appear to souls, to begin to appear. Its appearance takes different shapes in teaching, doctrine, the delivery of truth, moves of the spirit, demonstration of the spirit, commandments, instructions, counsels of the, of the Holy Ghost. Let's begin to pray. <laughs> we want a corporate breakthrough, a corporate breakthrough. Entres, countries, sintres, supres, empracingre, lungra, el praseprahalamoske. Oh, mama, 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 tante, libra, tota, libra, esca, libra, lora, bosca. Oh, repasa, satari, araba, sonda, libra, telebori, araboske. Efamana, famana, 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 famana. Le pramana, sembre, nema, le premene, capari, edeboso, predebosa. Encraso, siangeria, sapama, mama, 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 Oh, let your feet appear. Let your feet appear. Let your feet appear. Mantra sataremo supreda vazubre de bosque. Recansa samanta yembo tama oriente maria doske. Refantariendo scarababa o de shembranta mamutaeka. Eprahana bosque. Yes. Oh, Mihama, Mama, Mama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We worship you. Thank you. Father, we bless you tonight. We give you glory. Thank you. We have, you are helping our heart, Lord, to Mahasta. Repahana Namote Praskere Havanose. Ah, mama ha 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 ha. Marco Kokorima ha ha. Press it up ha ha. Oh, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes. That's a tongue. Amen. Thank you. Santala Bagadoshi Bateli Genata Brevetalia now so Patelia Gadebereboshi Tolia Venti Lagasante Benata Ribetolio Ventia Sekelia Manas Italiana Manasiala Manasiala Manata Lebrentaliana Manue 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 Way 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 of Man Way of Man is by my feet It is by my beautiful feet The Way of Man is by my beautiful feet. The way of man is by my beautiful feet. It is my beautiful feet. It is my beautiful feet. And it requires a kind of eyes for to see my beautiful feet. There is a eyes for to see my beautiful feet. There is a eyes for to see this beautiful feet. For this beautiful feet, it is the way orchestrated for to bring man. To bring man. To bring man. It is by my beautiful feet. It is by my beautiful feet. Even though man don't see it as beautiful but this is beauty it is beauty it is beauty and there is a eyes for beauty there is a eyes for beauty you need our eyes for to see my feet there is a high that sees my feet and i have come to give the eyes but you have to petition for the eyes to see my feet petition for eyes to see my feet i have said petition petition for i will answer petition for eyes to see my feet for this is the way this is the way this is the way that has been made for man petition to see the beautiful feet for in the feet is the safety it is the safety beautiful feet is my feet beautiful feet is the way it is the way I will show I will show the feet I will show my feet I will show the way I will show the way I will give eyes for the feet eyes to see the feet eyes to see the feet eyes to see the feet I have come to give eyes for the feet Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We will see it. You will help us to see it. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name. We worship you for today. Thank you. Help us, strengthen us, give us grace as we go home. Help us to find rest and strengthen our, our bodies, even our minds, and refreshing us and help our hearts, Lord, and, and give us the strength for the journey. Thank you, our God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Between the cherubim, shine forth.